Hello and welcome to Engage with Eagle Forum, a podcast to encourage the modern day woman and her vital role in shaping society. I'm one of your hosts, Kirsten Hassler, and I'm the Executive Director of Eagle Forum. Today, I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Tabitha Walter, who is our Political Director. Hi, everyone. Today, we're changing things up a bit from usual. Instead of focusing on one topic, we are going to talk about a few. So grab your cup of coffee and join us as we talk about what's going on in our lives as moms, wives, and women. So first off, let's talk a bit about Netflix's release of Cuties. Uh, It's been (laughs) in the news probably for a week now, maybe a little more. And um, it's all the talk of the town. But uh, I've been reading about it, and I watched half of it before I had to shut it off. So um, it was quite interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So why did you shut it off? Um, So I I wanted to find out for myself whether this, sometimes you read things and you're like, is this blown out of proportion? Mm -hmm. And some people were saying, well, it's actually a piece of art. And I'm an artsy person. Like I like a good movie or a good art piece. Um, So I waited till my husband went for a walk and my son was <laughs> down sleeping and I turned it on and the first, I would say like the first 20, 30 minutes just, it just seems like your average, uh, like coming of age movie, like they like to say, but, um, then it gets into like this girl named Amy who wants to fit in with the other girls who are dancing provocatively and um and and not to dismiss like your typical like little girl who wants to be part of something or Mm -hmm. the girl who's going through puberty like I understand those things happen but there comes uh there are some scenes that start leading up to this um more like sexual exploitation like people are talking about and so the scenes that I saw there were um there were girls who were little girls so children who were watching um a video that contained pornography and the pornography was on the screen um and then there were there was a part where they were playing with a condom um they were, the one girl was teaching the other girls how to twerk. And during this time when they were teaching, when she was teaching these dances, the camera was zooming in on their butts and their private parts. And even though those were covered, that's still child exploitation. Um, Mm -hmm. That should have never been part of the movie. It was awful. Um, And so uh, after, you know, I saw a few of these scenes I had stopped at one point and I'm like, okay, let me see about the rest of this. And it only took like 15 more minutes. And I was like, okay, I can't, I can't watch this anymore. And so, um, yeah, there were still more scenes to the movie that I didn't watch that I read about. Um, there are articles that say, uh, that there was a child, uh, photographing her genitalia. Um, the girl's mother calls her a whore. And then, um, the girl seduces a family member. So weird. Like, yeah. I, why did the director or the creator feel the need to make this movie? Do you know? She, you know, 
she uh, obviously like she felt that this was bringing to light um, some of what girls go through and uh, how they think through these things yeah like, like sex and puberty and how your body changes and um, she sees it as a good thing and, and a way to bring awareness um, and, and the movie is rated MA for mature um, so it is for adults it's not for children to watch yeah. but I think it also is a testament to where people especially in Hollywood and in the entertainment business where their mindset is at because they they see it as something that it's okay it's okay to put that in a movie yeah um, even if it is bringing awareness and and in my opinion that's not okay um, my my husband and I had many conversations about this and we kind of use the example of if you have a movie about a heroin user you don't give them heroin just to be part of the movie yeah and it's the same thing you don't exploit children to make a movie about child exploitation mm -hmm. um and I mean and too like I think our our world has just went down that lane of uh you see like one thing after another you see like these children on tiktok who are dancing to these very adult themes of music and and adult moves um i don't even want to say adult moves because I just, <laughs> are you doing that in your house <laughs> no um, my husband laughs at me because i cannot twerk at all and <laughs> so now it becomes a joke it's it, you know it has the opposite effect on him but <laughs> funny <laughs> but um yeah so i think our society has has progressively moved towards um, this perversion and diversion of of sex and what sex is really yeah. means and yeah, it's, yeah. and it's the age has gotten younger and younger and and you see it on social media like especially mm -hmm. TikTok um, but yeah I think it's in our faces all the time and it's in our children's faces yeah that's really sad just like the loss of innocence that children should just have you know right we shouldn't even be worried about these things yet mm -hmm. girls obviously are which is so sad yeah. Yeah. So did you cancel Netflix? <laughs> I did not cancel Netflix. Um, I, I know a lot of people who have, and um, mm -hmm. it's it's still a thought of mine because um, that was pretty grotesque. I, I don't yeah. think I've watched anything on Netflix since. But, um, but I saw, you know, they had the hashtag cancel Netflix going around. And, um, and then I saw an article yesterday where they lost eight times the amount of people who uh typically i guess who are on their platform wow uh, it's always so month. hard like you know like there was a few years ago like don't go to target because they have like gender neutral bathrooms now but it's just and like cancel starbucks because they support um like planned parenthood and it, in terms of funding and it's just so hard because like you're one person does it really make that big of an impact but i mean eight times the amount of customers the normal loss is a pretty large number i would think yeah so i'll be interested to see if they like will do anything about this yeah they went before this was released um 
people were in an uproar about like what they call the artwork of of the movie yeah so like their promotional pieces and um they they did apologize for that and they took that down and put another picture up in its place that wasn't that's not provocative at all um but i still have issue with that because then you have people who think it's one thing and not the other yeah um and they still didn't remove the movie like we obviously like we care about what that poster looked like but we care more about what the what's in the movie mm-hmm. and so I, they just halfway tried to please their customers and yeah. it didn't work yeah I and I wonder like so if the director and the creator is so concerned with bringing to light child exploitation what would have been a better way to do this yeah than actually like showing it so that's a good question um one there are real things out there <laughs> um like you could just pull videos off of tiktok and yeah there you go but of course you don't want to put that out there when it's when it's a child or a minor mm-hmm. um, i know that there are organizations who work one to make children more confident in their their bodies and in growing up um we had heather roosh on Mm -hmm. a a while back like earlier this year yeah it was in one of our first episodes i think it's called a sexuality mentality yeah yeah um so she does a lot of that kind of stuff where she empowers um young girls to um to be confident in themselves um Mm. but then there's also like serious operations (laughs) and um so operation underground railroad um they do a lot of like human trafficking things but they also catch like sexual predators online as well and so they they're on the other end where um you know where men and sometimes even women are sharing these pictures and and things like that of little girls and little boys so there there's more than one way to spread awareness about something and these organizations are doing a good job of of spreading that awareness in different ways and you can tackle it different ways yeah but i'm not sure if we need to see a um an 11 year old (laughs) in her private parts to understand that you know the brevity of what's going on Mm mm-hmm yeah, and I think, like, it really just shows how important it is to, like, be monitoring the the um, the role models that your kids have growing up. Mm-hmm. So, like, <clears throat> everyone on TikTok is doing these icky dances, and then it's getting affirmed by, if they're in, like, this dance company where they're having these provocative dances. Well, maybe, like, instead of allowing our children to take that as, like, the model of sexuality find a different role model who, who is, who is good and is still, you know, feminine, but isn't super provocative about it. Mm-hmm. Like Phyllis Schlafly. I was going to say, <laughs> just like Phyllis Schlafly. Yeah. You know, she did a lot, but she wasn't like, she didn't have to like sh- shake her body to mm-hmm. get her point across. Right. And I think we saw that in Mrs. America in the first couple episodes, you know, mm-hmm. just how the portrayal of 
not only the feminist movement, but also a couple points like when Phyllis was in that pageant. She was never in that pageant. She would have never done that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's just, yeah. You know, sex sells. Yeah, but it's not empowering, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, <clears throat> sex can be empowering, but as long as it's done, you know, in the right way. Yes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like, you know, there are so many facets we can go down and, and I don't want to, um, to, you know, just go on a tangent, but, yeah. you know, this is part of our womanhood being attacked even at mm-hmm. a young age. And, you know, there's so many topics we talk about when it comes to women's issues like abortions and, um, you know, we're seeing the whole sterilization thing come out in the news or, um, you know, the culture that you have to show off your body or a culture that says you have to be like a man to succeed in this world. And so our womanhood is, and our femininity is always under attack, mm-hmm. but um, we can raise our children in a right way where we respect womanhood, whether you have a son or a daughter, um, there's a right way to go about it. And that's, that's the biggest impact you can have right now is to raise your children in a right way or even be a role model for a niece or a nephew or mm-hmm. a neighbor kid you know yeah it's so true well i think this is a good segue into our next topic um which was a huge deal to me and i think to a lot of other people is that the keeping up with kardashians was announced this past week that they are going to be not having any new seasons after the one that's airing i think I don't know, starting in 2021. But after 14 years and 20 seasons, it's just crazy that this this show is going to be canceled. And I feel like they're really like the first family that was successful in reality television. Mm-hmm. I am a super secret Keeping Up with the Kardashians <laughs> closet fan. I mean, maybe it's not super secret, but I just find the show enjoyable because number one, it's mind-numbing. But also... As they've gotten older, it's it's been less about kind of what we were talking about, like their image and, you know, their bodies, but more about them as moms and entrepreneurs. And it's been just, it's just interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating family. I cannot relate to them because they're so wealthy, but I can relate to them in the terms of that they're all moms. Well, basically all of them. I think Kendall's the only one that's not. And they're super family oriented. Like they always put their kids first. Um, which is just, it's just interesting to see because you totally wouldn't think Hollywood would be like that, but they totally are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. I do watch the episodes. I record them on my DVR <laughs> and my husband's always like, why are you watching that? So stupid. But it's the same thing. It's like, they are family oriented and it's yeah. nice to see that. Um, <laughs> now, the way that they make money, I don't know, maybe, not maybe, but sometimes it is very unsavory. Yeah. But it's been, it's been interesting watching their evolution because uh, a lot of them go to church and they, you can see that involvement, like, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes you can see their struggle with modesty. Yeah. Um, I think Kim has become more modest over the last couple of years mm-hmm. and whether that's a push by her, her beliefs or Kanye, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
but it's interesting to see their interactions and um and and their thoughts on biblical things Mm -hmm. yeah i think this is not like very high and high and lofty or anything to do with religion but i think one of my favorite episodes was when kim had to go to the doctor because she she, her wrist hurt so much from taking too many selfies (laughs) and it's just so funny and of course they're all like making fun of her I'm like but at the end of the day it's just nice to have a show that is so like lighthearted and kind of stupid Mm -hmm. compared to just like all the headlines that we see every day right it's just funny you know (laughs) I don't know anyone who takes that many selfies I did have to wear a an um what is it called like an ankle or a a wrist brace after I had James because he was so heavy and I was constantly like holding him like this. I had like an inflamed tendon. It oh. went away, but it, yeah. So I mean, I can relate on that level, I guess. It is painful, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, Kanye is not featured very much on that, mm-hmm. but he could literally have his own show. I mean, I he's always in the news and there's always he's so secretive. And I think it's been interesting to see um, Kim's involvement in the White House. Right, yeah, like yeah. with social justice issues, and she's actually becoming a lawyer in the state of California through an apprenticeship. So she's not going to mm-hmm. law school, but I guess there's some laws in California and the California bar where you can be an apprentice for a certain number of years, and then you go take the bar exam. Mm-hmm. And so that's been really cool for them to be able, to, like, they know that they have a really powerful voice to use that to do some good, and mm-hmm. um, in terms of criminal justice and. So yeah, that's just so fascinating. Like, I don't think anyone in like 2016 would ever thought, okay, Donald Trump's going to be president and Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are going to help right. policy work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a popularity contest. Yeah, maybe. But like, you know, with Kim and Kanye being so close to the White House, mm-hmm. you would want to pay attention and see what kind of values they're espousing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I know. I like, and I wonder if they have influenced people to like look more at what's going on at the federal level in terms of legislation and like policy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that like Kim's conservative by any means. Yeah, and Kanye is like, you know, on that fence. Mm-hmm. But um, but they do encourage like free thought and yeah. you know free speech and. Um, sharing your own beliefs and, and those kind of things, and gosh, we we really need that more than ever. I'm like now. family first too. Yeah. Oh, I was so disappointed, like crushed. I think it was a couple seasons ago. It was like the three older girls, so Kim, Courtney, and uh, Chloe. They went and visited the local Planned Parenthood, and it was like a oh, total yeah. propaganda episode. I was just like, no, like <laughs> I thought you all were like didn't think like this, but it just goes to show, like, like you said, like, they're probably not really conservatives, but, um, it, yeah, I was just, like, so disappointed in that, but. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we talked about one of my favorite things, and I guess Tabitha's one of yours, too, but let's go on to our third and final segment here about some of our favorite things through the past few months or so. So, Tabitha, what are some of your fall must-haves, or what has really gotten you through the start of, like, this COVID, um, I don't know, lockdown since March? Well, um, one of my, and it's not just fall or even COVID, 
but one of my favorite things to do is watch The Office. I am a huge. We've been watching The Office too. <laughs> I'm on season six. We both. I like to watch with my husband because he makes me laugh, and then I make him laugh, and then it's even more funnier. Yeah. Is this the first time you're watching it? No. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I've watched it like dozens of times, all the way through. Yes. And is, is there an episode weird. that you just like can't watch because it's so cringy? No, that's my husband. Like he's like, I can't watch this anymore. It's, I mean, he loves The Office. Yeah. There are some episodes. There's an episode where uh, Phyllis is um, in the parking lot and she gets flashed by a man <laughs> and <laughs> she comes back into the office and she's telling people and, and they're coming around her and comforting her. And, and I think someone's like calling the police yeah. and um, Dwight gets really serious and he like, you know, Dwight's like, the sometimes the volunteer cop or something yeah and um so he's trying to like you know head this investigation well then um pam she she draws a sketch of the perpetrator (laughs) and it and she's drawing it to look like dwight and so he's like he's like on it and he's posting pictures everywhere and then at the end he realizes it's just pictures of him everywhere well that's so funny yeah. yeah, the one episode I just, like, cannot watch are Scott's Tots. And oh, so if you're awesome. not an Office fan, <clears throat> Michael Scott, he's the regional manager, promises, like, I don't know, these kids when they're in, like, second grade that he will pay for them to go to college. So then he gets a call that they're, like, graduating seniors now, and he's like, I don't have the money for this, but it's just so awkward. Like, he ki- totally kills their hopes and dreams. Ugh. Yeah. makes me want to cringe but um I was gonna say I think one of my favorite episodes is when after Michael leaves and Andy is manager and um he gets beat up in the parking lot oh yeah by like some fifth grade girls it's funny (laughs) yeah Uh, I love that show well it's going off after this year off of Netflix is it going to be on another platform I think it's going to be on NBC's platform. Why can't they all just be on one? It's just crazy. Well, that would be called cable. (laughs) Can't choose. (laughs) But then I can't go stream the stuff I want to at any time. Yeah. All right. So another favorite item of mine, and it has to do with food, is uh, the Trader Joe's Danish Kringle. Have you had it? Oh, it's from Racine, Wisconsin. I've had it. Oh, yeah. Have you been to the bakery? No, but those are, okay, so if you don't know, I'm actually from central Wisconsin, Um, but, like, if you're from Wisconsin, like, that's where you get your Kringles from. Oh, okay. I have them, like, all over in, like, the grocery stores and stuff, and when I actually worked in Governor Walker's office after I graduated from college, I, like, every, almost every Friday, I feel like, his executive assistant would bring an old warm Kringle from that bakery, because she lived out near Racine. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so delicious. But now they have the pumpkin ones, right? Yes. I haven't tried the pumpkin one yet. Um, but if you follow the Instagram account, Trader Joe's Food Reviews, <laughs> they give it a 10 out of 10. And I think every crinkle is a 10 out of 10. Yes. Ever, but um, I my favorite so far has been the cheesecake one. Oh, I bet that's so good. Do you heat it up in the oven or do you just eat it cold? I just eat it cold. With some coffee? Yeah. 
Um, and then I've had the raspberry one and I think the almond one. Yeah. Um, but cheesecake is by far my favorite. Yeah. So if you're looking for a treat, go, go pick up yourself some Kringle from Trader Joe's. Yes. And it, it's yeah. like $8. If you get it from O&H Bakery in Wisconsin, it's going to be like 20 some dollars. There you go. In a road trip. <laughs> yeah. You have to drive all the way there. So speaking of Trader Joe's, I just went there for my fall haul because everyone knows they have the best pumpkin stuff. So I love their pumpkin bread in the mix. It's so mm. good. I usually add like a cup or so of the canned pumpkin. Oh. Makes it a little bit more pumpkin-y. Yeah. It's so good. I love that bread. I think last year I made it almost every week, probably through to March because they still had it on the shelves at that point in the Trader Joe's that I went to. Um, what else is really good from there that I picked up? I just went this week. I was so excited because like I went a few weeks ago and they didn't have any of the fall stuff, but now they do. Um, the other thing is the lentil soup that's in the refrigerated section, like by the hummuses or cheeses. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Mm -hmm. I get some of their soups sometimes, um, but like in the carton. Yeah. Yeah. This one is just like a, it's kind of like, you know, like cafeteria, like the grab bag area. Mm -hmm. It's nice. It's good for a nice lunch, though. <laughs> What's your favorite warm drink for cool weather? Uh, well, probably coffee. I'm not a big coffee person. I also really like tea, but I go through waves. Like some months, I'm like um, total coffee every morning. And then some months, I need my cup of tea. <clears throat> right now, I have the pumpkin spice coffee from Trader Joe's with some pumpkin spice creamer. Wow. <laughs> we're, we're very pumpkined over here at the Hassler house. So if you start uh, getting tan, we'll know it's just like pumpkin <laughs> residue. <laughs> it's good. so good though. I just love like the cinnamon. And I think it's just like part of it is just nostalgia, right? For like fall mm -hmm. and the change of the season. What about you? What is your favorite? Um, I love a chai tea latte yes, from Starbucks. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, seasonally, they'll have um, a caramel apple spice, and it's just like warm apple juice with some caramel and mm. foam on top. It's so good. It's like, if I don't want the caffeine, um, that's what I go for. Is that from Starbucks? Yeah, that's from Starbucks. Okay. I think they started branding it as like a kid's drink, <laughs> but I love it. Hey, do what you have to do. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, I um speaking of pumpkin spice, the pumpkin spice lattes from Starbucks, I can't handle. They're way yeah. too sweet. They're gross. It's not I'm not a big me. latte person anyways. Like I'd rather just have my coffee with some creamer or some half and half or something. But it's just like way too overpowering. Which you think like everything pumpkin that I've told you all about, like <laughs> I would love that, but ugh. Right. Same not here. Okay. Yeah. We're not that basic, I guess. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. So uh, the last thing that I've been super into is um, I've become a plant lady. Oh. Yes. So I have a fiddle leaf fig, which I think every millennial probably has on Instagram. Um, it's super cute, though. It's in my kitchen. It's pretty big. It's maybe four feet. Hopefully it'll grow bigger than that. And then um, I have a, another one, which is called a ZZ plant. And it has some very long Latin name, but the lady I got it from was like, it's just as easy. Like, and then I like saw it at a couple other places and it's literally like the letter Z, the letter Z. 
Um, <clears throat> but it's just been fun to have. Like, I've never had plans before, but now that we're home all the time, I don't have to worry about going dead or anything. And we have lots of new large windows, which has been nice too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not a plant grower. <laughs> we, we have outdoor plants every year, like in, um, in like pots, like yeah. yeah, like boxes and stuff. Um, and this is the first year that we've actually grown stuff and kept it around. And that's because like, I'm, putting more thought into it like yeah when do when does my porch have sun and what's something that doesn't need a whole lot of water because I'll kill it um (laughs) and so we we had fresh tomatoes this year yum yeah but um that's as far that's like my only accomplishment for plant living (laughs) well it's something I don't have any vegetables, so just little plants. And, like, the ZZ plant only needs to be watered, like, every two to three weeks. Oh, nice. So that's really easy. I I know they have those air plants, but I saw that someone posted. Wait, what's an air plant? It looks like a a teeny tiny fern. I think it's, it might even be a succulent. Okay. Um, But they're, yeah, they're usually really small, and... Um, you don't really have to water them, like, oh. maybe once every few months or something, yeah. kind of like a cactus. Um, but I did see some, that someone I know killed theirs, so <laughs> it's not foolproof. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. That's funny. I had a couple succulents, like, uh, I don't know, a few years ago, but I also killed them. And I don't know if it was because, like, it's just so humid here, because mm. I only watered them. It said, like, to give them one ice cube, like, once a month. I did that, and they still died. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm. I cannot help you there. Actually, <laughs> if you ever hear a plan advice from me, do the opposite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can. I grew a kid for two years. He's still running around. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Counts for something, right? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, if you guys have any plant suggestions for keeping them alive, send those our way because we could use it, especially me. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we hope that this was lighthearted, but also gave you a little information on what's going on in the world today. And then a little bit of womanhood and motherhood and femininity to start your week off right. So for those listening to this episode, Please be sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and leave us a review. You can find us on all the major social media networks and at engagewithegalform.com. From your house, to the state house, to the White House, this is Engage with Eagle Forum.